Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A A podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching... FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, good evening, everyone. As we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, and it's all brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier in for the guys. Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon, taking a couple of nights off. Well-deserved a couple of nights off. How was your Thanksgiving? Did you chow on down yesterday or what, Torres? Not only did I chow on down, I chowed on down today on some leftovers. Uh, I was living my best life for sure. I ate well Diet starts Monday. You know the policy. You, you can't. You can't. You can't start with the. Well, you know, I got to eat healthy. No, even though I was. I was. I was hanging around the house with my wife today, and oh, I shouldn't. I shouldn't have this, sweetie. For two days a year, we can pig out and be slobs, and yeah. that's. And I, I'm not gonna lie. I did that to the extreme this week. Oh, my my wife was disgusted at me 
because I, I made myself a turkey sandwich with um, uh, stuffing in the sandwich. She goes, oh, great. Um, stuffing's made of bread, so you're putting bread inside of bread. I said, um, yes, that's that's what I'm doing. Bread inside of bread. Well, she must have missed my tweet this morning then, where I said, <laughs> "If you're not eating the day after leftover sandwich, did you do? Th- did you even do Thanksgiving at all? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the best part of Thanksgiving is exactly. the day after sandwich. Listen, oh, I'm I'm geez. usually on Team Beth. This is the first time that you know her and I are going to have to have a conversation about this one. <laughs> no, we we had a good Thanksgiving. We chowed on down, plenty of leftovers. So. Um, you, you know, unfortunately, you know, we rely on a lot of tourists up here in Vermont. We haven't had the tourists, obviously, because of what's going on with all the travel restrictions and the quarantines and stuff like that. So it's hurt the economy up here. But, you know, we just got to just get on through it and uh, do the best we can, especially in these vacation destination places, you know. Did you ju- did you guys on uh, Thanksgiving, do you just do the traditional turkey? Do you do a ham? Do you not no, do turkey? No, turkey, yeah, we do the traditional turkey, nothing Nothing out of bounds. One of the local pizza places does a Thanksgiving Day pizza where they put put mashed potatoes and stuffing on top of the pizza, though. Really? Yeah, oh, it's delicious. Is it's it fantastic. good? Yeah. Huh. Turkey and stuffing on pizza. Not turkey, no. It's mashed potatoes and stuffing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What is the uh, obesity rate up there? <laughs> Between that hey, and man, we're fit up here. We do a lot of... Uh, you know, uh, trail hiking and stuff like that. I had to think what we did, you know, <laughs> treadmill, stuff like that, you know. So that's where everybody up there gets their strong lungs from then. Oh, wow. back, we just brought that conversation back full circle from last time. Wow. People that All were right. here the whole time know what I'm talking about. Bernie Frattle starts at 20 past the hour. He'll come on by. Uh, we have a lot to ask him. Uh, he's going to tell us what's going to go on in the Tyson fight, who's favored. I think there's going to be a lot of, first of all, I didn't know if you can gamble on it, if it's going to be like an exhibition and there's only two minute rounds and how you can gamble on it. I'm going to ask Bernie, but I'm sure um, there's going to be a couple of different ways and uh, who's the favorite and stuff like that. I'm I'm looking f- uh, forward to it. I know some people out there just are, are going to give it the, the big pass on that. I don't understand why. I don't understand how there cannot be any interest at all. Like, if you just want to say, I'm not going to pay X amount of dollars for it, but you can't tell me that you're not interested, especially with the the videos that went viral with Mike Tyson and all that kind of stuff over the last few months. People can do the social, oh, I I got better better ways to spend my money. No, you don't. (laughs) Sit home, enjoy yourself, have a beer. Life isn't so serious. Have some fun. Do you think that if they were allowing fans into the fight, it would have been sold out and crazy and a big spectacle? Or no, it still would have been coming in under the radar? Yeah, I don't know if it would have been Mayweather-McGregor, Mayweather-Pacquiao or anything, but people would have been interested. As a matter of fact, and I could be wrong on this, I'm pretty sure that was the reason that they pushed it back in the first place was because they were hoping to actually get fans and sell tickets. Yeah, well, they're not getting fans now. That's for sure. It's uh, you know a little bit of a waste. There'll be nobody there. Kind of, I I want to see the undercard too. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, Jake Paul the, and Nate Robinson. That's that's going to be interesting. I don't know how Nate Robinson got involved in this whole thing, but I'm, I want to check that out. I want to see how that works out. I interviewed both of them in uh, probably July. And I asked uh, Jake Paul a question that I would ask you pretty regularly, which is Jake Paul, for people who don't know, he's one of these internet sensations, the bad right. boy of YouTube. Is that uh, the guy that got arrested or something in the mall? Or during He the did mall? get arrested yeah. during the, the riots okay, and the protests. Okay. Okay. Um, but I asked him, I said, Jake, uh, you know, people say that you have a punchable face. <laughs> what, what do you think about people that say that about you? And I feel like you could say the same thing about Arnie Spanier. Wow. I'm just saying. What did he say? What did he say? 
He laughed. He got a kick out of it. I, I don't remember what he said. It was a long time ago. So Can this guy fight? Is that the reason why he's getting in the ring or what? He had one exhibition match before, and he looked pretty good. Um, I don't know about... Obviously, a, a, a you know against a professional athlete, but it's not like Nate Robinson has any professional boxing experience either. Well, I, yeah, I'll, I'll, that's for sure. Unless he, you know, unless he knows something we don't know, and then he's going to dazzle us. You're well, not just going to walk in there totally blind or anything like that. I mean, he's clearly an incredible athlete. Not only all those dunk contests, but he also. Um, I believe got a tryout with the Seahawks at one point because he was a college corn, oh. yeah, college cornerback uh, at University. Oh, for the Huskies, that's yep, right. For one year, and I that's believe right. he got a tryout with the Seahawks, although he didn't make the team, obviously. All right, you want to jump in, Aaron underscore Torres. I've been sticking genius one, just kind of wrapping up in what has happened today, and there's been a lot of news come on down. Um, one of them was Illinois, Ohio State. That is going to be canceled, right? There's not um, any makeup game on this. They're not going to find the way to play it later on. That game is canceled, and that's going to have a little bit of an effect on Ohio State because if they miss one more game, they won't be eligible for the Big Ten Championship, but they'll still be eligible for the 14 playoff. Uh, yeah, no, it's 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 an important situation. Um, and obviously, we always preface this. We hope everybody's okay. We hope everybody's safe. But, you know, we, you know, these kids are under good care, and these coaches and whoever has it are under good care. Uh, but from a football perspective, it matters. Because for people who don't know, Ohio State is now down two games. At most, they will play seven games. Uh, and if one more game gets canceled, they're not eligible for the conference championship game. And then that sets up a very slippery slope of uh, what happens if Northwestern finishes undefeated and is the Big Ten champ? What happens if Ohio State only gets five or six games in compared to a Clemson or Notre Dame or Florida or Texas A&M that gets 10 or 11 games in? It's a very, very tricky situation. You know, I'm kind of feeling like Northwestern's almost playing their way in. Now, I don't know if they'd crack that top four. But if they were going to replace Ohio State, I'm feeling like they may play their way in. They're at, what, number eight? No, number nine or something like that. And they still have some, you know, win their half, win the Big Ten championship. If they could beat uh, Indiana, then, uh, you know, not too shabby to go ahead and be part of it. That's why I want to expand it to eight. I don't want teams like Northwestern or the BYUs or the Cincinnati's to be left out. I think this would be a good year for them. No, I agree. It's um, it's a pretty wild, unprecedented year for so many different reasons. Um, I will say the one thing that did come out of today outside of the Ohio State news on a positive note, Notre Dame picks up another nice win, and I think at this point it's hard to see them losing a regular season game. They have Syracuse and Wake Forest left. Wake Forest is actually pretty good, but they're not Notre Dame good. So it feels like Notre Dame will live up to its end of the bargain get to the ACC championship undefeated, so good win for them, and now it sets up a potential for both them and Clemson to be playing to go to the playoff in that ACC championship. Yeah, they did a great job defensively after giving them 14 points in the first. You mentioned Syracuse, and I think they play Wake Forest. at Wake Forest. So uh, Wake Forest maybe a little bit of trouble there. Other than that, though, uh, it shouldn't be much of a problem. So Notre Dame did a good job there. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say uh, the other kind of big piece of news that came out of today is um is Texas obviously losing? They're now out of the Big Ten picture, and Tom Herman is on the hot seat. I'm trying to find. Did you see this Sam Ellinger quote that was kind of made, kind of went a little viral? No, today. I didn't see it. No. Okay, so he was asked after the game 
um, about uh, let me. I want to find the exact. Well, they're going to have to make changes. Enough is that with Texas. I thought Texas was was back. They're not back. That was that was another bad loss. I can't tell you when I was living down there, there was some bad losses. They couldn't get Mac out of there fast enough. Now look what they have going. Um, they need to go ahead and and rethink this thing now. Well, you know who I think sort of agrees with you is Sam Ellinger. So he was asked after the game if Tom Herman got the most out of these players, that's a paraphrase, or if coaching in general is the problem. And this was Sam Ellinger's quote on if coaching was the problem. That's the million-dollar question everyone's been trying to figure out for 10 years. Not wow. Which, not what you want your senior captain to say, Arnie. Is Stern. that a fair question to ask a student-athlete? Well, I think... Uh, this is not a professional guy. He should never even answer like that. You want to ask a professional player, I can understand. Asking a student-athlete that type of question, that that's not acceptable. I don't think that's right. You know, Arnie, I, I generally don't disagree with you on this. I, I do think that sometimes I think we put these kids in an impossible situation. Um, I don't, I, 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 I think a reporter has a job to do, but I also think it's a weird dichotomy of, and, and here's the other thing. Why does it matter what a 16, uh, not 16, but an 18, 19, 20 year old kid thinks? I mean, exactly. It's up to the athletic director. If the athletic director doesn't feel like the guy's doing his job, you want to know if he's doing a good job to ask the alumni. They'll tell you if he's doing a good job. I promise you that. No, 100%. And, you know, the other thing, too, that goes along with it is uh, you just put the kid in a bad situation. And so, Yes, you did, because if he says anything negative, now it looks bad. And, and he really can't be honest with you, because if he does, now it's a bad situation for him. I know. I, I know. And it's it's a weird situation, but I, I, I don't blame the reporter for asking. You have a job to do, but I also kind of do think it was interesting, the comment that he didn't have his coaches back, which I don't know. I mean, it feels like publicly they have a great relationship, but I, uh, maybe I'm missing something. Well, wait, wait, wait. So wouldn't that be any different? How would that be any different than like going to the second string quarterback or, you know, saying... Well, don't you think you're better than the first stringer and should be playing? I mean, it's a question like that. How do you ask a question like that? Yeah, or asking the coach about the quarterback status. Oh, yeah. is that guy good enough? So, yeah, say, well, what, he's not better than the other guy? Or, you know, I just. That's wrong. That kind of bothers me. I didn't see that quote. I wow. Shame on me, but I, I think I, that's a bad question as a student athlete. I didn't know you were such a hard-hitting journalist. You don't like, yeah, you don't that, like this. A, yeah. I, well, I, you know, I was watching that game, though. Yep. I was, and I'm, I'm like, oh, my goodness, Iowa State's going to pull this thing out, a uh, 57-yarder. I didn't even know if it had the distance. I, I was going down. I thought it was going to make it, but it curved left at the at the last minute there. I don't know what's going on with Texas, but it's been a long, long time coming. Somebody's got to turn around the program, but it doesn't look good right now, that's for sure. It doesn't, and uh, it's interesting. I'm trying to read up. I was trying to read up during the break. Tom Herman has a $15 million buyout, but check this out. Not only that, Arnie. Apparently, a lot of his staff has not really long-term contracts, but but multi-year contracts, which for people who don't know, a lot of college football coaches are on one-year contracts, so if it doesn't work out, you can get rid of them. Sounds like most of the Texas staff is on multi-year contracts. It would be $24 million to get rid of that entire staff. Uh, and then, of course, you got to go hire somebody else, and whoever you're going to want is going to cost a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. You know, we brought this up earlier in the show. I said, doesn't it really hurt? Well, let's just stick with college football for now. When these big programs are down, the Michigans, the Penn States, uh, UCLA's, USC's, Texas, Florida State, these are iconic programs. And, 
they're really nowhere even deserving of like top 25. It, it's amazing how bad these guys have fallen from grace. I think it. I think it's just like when the Lakers and the Knicks were bad. That wasn't good for the NBA. Yeah, it's if the Yankees aren't good or the Red Sox aren't good, that's not good for baseball. If the Dodgers aren't good, that's not good for baseball. I think it's bad for college football when you got big programs like this so far down. Yeah, and I think it's bad from the perspective that it's we're waiting for somebody else to step up to that Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama level. And Texas, like USC here on the West Coast, there's a few others across the country, they're good enough to do it. Michigan, Penn State, those are the kind of programs. They're good enough to do it. So why aren't you? And I do think it would be good for the sport if somebody from outside of the SEC, outside of Clemson, was really consistently there every year. I know Ohio State is, but I think it would be good for Texas to be back. Uh, unfortunately, Sam Ellinger, I think you and I might have even been on air when he said that. I don't know if we were or not. I forget. But wow. uh, Yeah, not good. All right, uh, you want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One when we get back. Straight out of Vegas' very own Bernie Fratto. And we have a lot to get to. We'll start it off with the Tyson fight against Roy Jones Jr. I want the odds. How can you bet on it? How many different ways? Then we'll get to college football. We'll get to the NFL. We got to keep Bernie for a while. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. 
If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. All right, welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. This segment brought to you by Geico. Aaron Torres, Arnie Span, you're in for... Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon. Let's get right to our guest joining us now. You check him out Saturday nights after Torres and I straight out of Vegas, our buddy Bernie Fratto. What's going on tonight, Bernie? Well, gentlemen, happy Thanksgiving. And, you know, with uh, all the uh, convention going on in the echo chamber, it reminds me of a story when the great Daryl Royal was head coach at the University of Texas. They had those powerhouse teams. He gets a call from an academic advisor one day, and he says, Coach, did you know your star quarterback is currently getting four Fs and one D? What do you think about that? He said, well, I think he's spending entirely too much time on one subject. (laughs) You got all these sports going on, back college, basketball, four straight days of football, the NFL, pro football, NBA around the corner. And everybody's kvetching. Ah, oh, don't buy the fight. That's stupid. Ah, oh, we're all going to die. We can't play. Come on, man. It's Thanksgiving weekend. Put it on pause. Well, wait a minute. That's your buddy Rob Parker. He was saying, don't buy the Tyson fight. I'm looking forward to it. How many people are buying it? What are the odds? How do you bet it? Can you bet it? What's the scoop on this one? Tell us, Bernie. Yeah, I'm not sure they're listening to Rob because uh, there's going to be about a million and a half buys at $49 a piece. And let's face wow. it. Society uh, has historically always been fascinated with gladiator sports, and this is no different. We're talking about Mike Tyson here. So the long and the short of it is, currently, Tyson is a two-to-one favorite, which means you'd have to bet 200 to win 100. Now, you can't bet it in Vegas. The Nevada Gaming Board did not uh, approve the fight, did not sanction it, because they considered it, quote, an exhibition. But offshore, there are plenty of places offshore that not only can you bet the fight, there's all kinds of props. We know it's an eight-round bout, two minutes per round, 
but the over-under is 7.5, and if you think it's going over, it's plus 155. The under is minus 190, which leads me to believe the odds makers, whoever put these numbers up, believe Tyson will not only go for a knockout, he's got a shot to get one. I'm not so sure. When I analyze this fight, you know, first of all, Roy Jones Jr., he's three years younger, he's got a three-inch reach, and he last fought for real in February of 2018 and won. Tyson last fought for real on June 11, 2005, and lost to something called Kevin McBride, who actually had 35 losses in his career. So when you, when you add it all up, look, the sport is called boxing, not punching. It is a sweet science. Roy Jones Jr. is incredibly skillful. And so if he can slip and move and score, it should be a lot of fun. But you know Tyson's going to come at him. You know, he's going to bum rush him and and try to knock him out. And there's some other props, right? Uh, Will Mike Tyson win in the first 60 seconds? Yes, plus 900. No minus 2,000. Give me some of that. Will Roy Jones win in the first 60 seconds? Yes, plus 5,000. Wow. Right? So it's going to be weird, but yes, I'm going to watch it because if something goofy happens, like an ear getting bitten off or no mock, <laughs> I don't want to hear about it at the water cooler on Monday. I want to see it live. Oh, so, Burn, I want to go back to uh, yesterday, Thanksgiving Day. And I remember a few weeks ago I asked you, uh, I said, Bernie, we all are fans at, at the core. How much, when you are preparing your gambling or making your bets, do you value what the analytics tell you, what the statistics tell you, and what your eye test tells you? And I feel like, or you're going to tell us why that was important in the Houston-Detroit game yesterday. Spot on, Aaron, because I went on several shows and I said the Lions plus three were the play because there were three really strong trends. First of all, on Thanksgiving Day, Teams that travel more than 850 miles only cover 27% of the time. So Houston fell into that category. They traveled 1,000 miles. Believe it or not, the older the two quarterbacks in the history of the Thanksgiving Day games covers 58% of the time. Now, that happened in the Dallas-Washington game, but not in the Detroit game. And then there was a huge trend. Teams, NFL teams coming off a shutout loss. The Lions lost to Carolina 20 to nothing. Did you know since 2014, teams are 20 and 5 against the spread coming off a shutout loss? So there's three strong trends, neatly ignoring the fact that the Lions sucked. They had a ton of injuries and they turned the ball over four times. So to your point, Aaron, that's on me. It should have been a stay where I should have known that this Lion team in its current composition, who quit on Matt Patricia, oh, I don't know, about three years ago. They were really not the play if I would have done more of a an objective analysis rather than sticking simply to the points. Bottom line, though, the good news is the betting handle on Thanksgiving games yesterday, there were only two of them. There was a bigger betting handle on just two games yesterday than a year ago when there were three cumulative games. In fact, the handle was so heavy that each game individually was comparable to a Monday night football game. That's saying something. So the betting line, the betting market is well uh, alive and well. Penn State, Michigan, I know you said you didn't want to watch it, but uh, I think you're starting to warm up to one side. Who do you like in that game? Well, believe it or not, Penn State plus two and a half looks like the side for me. Uh, they have not looked good. We know that. They're 0-5. James Franklin is not in trouble. He's had three 11-win seasons. He had a bunch of guys opt out. Penn State, believe it or not, is tied for 12th 
of 132 teams in college football for time of possession. They have the ball 33 minutes per game. They're tied with Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Texas A&M. The problem is when they get in the red zone, they stink. They're 123rd in the zone offense. So the long and the short of it is they control the ball till they get to the red zone, but they're not punching it in. Well, teams have a tendency to get healthy against Don Brown's defense. <laughs> Rutgers only put up 486 yards last week, so Don Brown's defense couldn't stop a parade. By the way, <laughs> 5 college football teams who won six or more games the previous season are 14-7 and seven against a number when they're coming off a loss, uh, uh, excuse me, and against the spread loss, which Penn State is. Meanwhile, by the way, Michigan is tied for dead last in time of possession this season. Dead last, 24 wow. minutes per game. They're also 1-6 and six in their last seven overall. So I think Penn State is going to surprise Michigan tomorrow. And even if they lose, they'll, they'll keep it within that number. Wow. Anything else stand out uh, from tomorrow's slate, Saturday's college football slate, Bernie? No, I can't. I, I, Purdue, I like Purdue minus 11.5 over Rutgers. There's a lot of trends that favor Purdue and Jeff Brom, and I think they're to, they're going to take it to Rutgers, who, you know, coming off that triple overtime game, and they got to go on the road, and they'll come back down to earth. But really, uh, I'm really saving it for Sunday. There's a lot of games, and we'll go over tomorrow night. But one game I want to talk about tomorrow night is Tennessee and Indianapolis, because we already know there was a game for first place Thursday night between Dallas and Washington, and everybody's talking about Pittsburgh and Baltimore and, and Tampa Bay and, and Kansas City, of course. But Indian Tennessee is really shaping up to be quite a matchup, and I'll go over it in depth tomorrow night. And it's a game for first place in the I AFC South. I can't believe you're not all over the Dolphins and the Jets. I, I don't understand. Well, I am. Well, no, that's one, Arnie, that's – I hate to tell you this, pal. The Jets are one of my top three bets. Wow! Um, remember, remember uh, if you're if you get to week ten and you still haven't won, you're seventy eight percent to cover. The Jets came through for me last week, so you know you've got a situation. And I like Tua, and I like Brian Flores, and I like what they're doing. But in the last three games that Tua started, only one hundred and seventy two yards per contest, only through eighty had eighty three yards passing through three quarters last week, and I think the Jets, they don't want to go uh, winless. You're going to get max effort. Uh, it's, a, it's one of those games, as you'd like to say, Ernie, put a little bit on the money line. Don't be surprised if the Jets win that game outright. All right, Bertie, before we let you go, I'm just curious, what was the line on the Baltimore, I don't know if you know this, on the Baltimore-Pittsburgh game before we found out about Lamar Jackson, and what is it now? Is it back up or what? Well, depending on which shop you got it, it was four, four and a half. It's currently off the board uh, right now, uh, but, you know, four, four and a half. And so now they're talking about playing the game Tuesday. Fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. Baltimore only had one positive test today, so I guess maybe they're going in the right direction. Uh, but I expect it to go back up on the board as soon as they have some certainty, maybe by tomorrow, certainly by Sunday. But it was for Pittsburgh lane four. Or four and a half, depending on the shot. What what are you what are you guessing when it comes back up seven? Can it go up that high or what? Well, if RG three starts, I think Lamar Jackson's probably worth at least five points to the line. And that, that line could be a that line could be a runaway line. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough to tell. And Baltimore has some other guys that are out as well. This Pittsburgh team's for real. So uh, if you, if you were lucky enough to get in on um Pittsburgh, you could middle the game now if you take Baltimore sure. on the back end there. Sure. Actually, the line opened at three and a half 
Uh, the, the send-off line was three and a half Sunday night, so you're going through, uh, you know, three, four, six, and seven. It's possible. It's possible to play that middle. I would, if I had gotten the game at three and a half, the likelihood is I'm just going to sit on my ticket because if Lamar Jackson doesn't play, I just have a hard time believing Baltimore is going to be able to score. All right, he's Bernie Fratto, straight out of Vegas. He'll join us tomorrow night. I'll give you your top three picks. Can't wait for it, Bernie. Always a pleasure, my friend. We'll go, uh, speak to you tomorrow night. Let's have fun. I'm going to go with Jake Paul and Roy Jones Jr. We'll see how I did. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you, Bernie Fratto. Straight out of Vegas coming up tomorrow night. Matter of fact, we'll talk a little bit about that, plus some other games going on uh, week 12 of the NFL, plus we got some college too, so we got a bunch to get to. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. We're sitting in for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon on this busy Friday night. Yeah, those uh, don't geek out on college basketball on me, but there was uh, some interesting games, and one of them was the uh, upset by uh, uh, with uh, Virginia going down. Uh, I thought that was interesting. Who were they? USF, right? Yeah, they beat. Uh, they lost to uh, University of San Francisco, and what's crazy was and San Francisco lost the night before to America East team. I remember. I think UMass Lowell. Good, yeah. you're on top of things, Arnie. Yeah, I was checking that out. I watched a lot of. I, I did watch a lot, all three overtimes in the end of the UCLA game. I, I'm not sure why I did, but I, I did watch a lot of that game too. You watched any of the Gonzaga games yet? Yeah, I did. I yeah, against uh, Kansas. I saw a lot of that one. Also, they're they're awesome. That my Zags look great. They do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really thought this was the year. They were my pick to win the championship. Now I got to go back to the drawing board. Uh, they they look fantastic. And real quick, uh, a little college football. Um, you know, since the Ohio State game was one of the well, not the premier game, but there are some other early games. Maryland, Indiana. I think Indiana is going to crush Maryland. Maryland's only played three games, two and one. They beat what Penn State. They got clobbered by Northwestern. I think Indiana is too strong. If they don't have a letdown, they should beat Maryland pretty easily in this one. Yeah, my only thing with Maryland is they can score. Obviously, we all know Tua's younger brother. I don't know if you've turned on him too, Arnie Spanier. Yeah, he's a good quarterback, though. I like him a lot. He is. Yeah, their last two games before, as you referenced, the the, the most recent two were canceled. They put up 45 and 35 against Minnesota and Penn State. I'm curious if they can put up points, but I'm with you. I think Indiana wins. I'm with Bernie on this one. I like Penn State over Michigan, though. Isn't it funny how a team, one team's 0-5, Michigan's 2-3, and and there's so much intrigue in this game. Can Michigan win? Will Penn State finally get a win? Is this Harbaugh's uh, game that's going to push him out? So much intrigue in this game, but I I like Penn State in this one. I I think it's going to be close, but I'm going to go with Penn State. It's so weird because I think I like Penn State, too, and – Frankly, I don't have a reason why. Um, we were on air on our Saturday show during the the, the valiant uh, win against Rutgers from Michigan, and they did make the quarterback switch. I think the quarterback that they brought in, Cade McNamara, looks like the future, but I feel like we've said that with two or three different quarterbacks over the Harbaugh, Harbaugh era. Uh, I get why Vegas has Michigan favored, but I'm with you. For some reason, I do think Penn State's going to win that game. Um, with no Nick Saban, I'll take the twenty-four and a half with Auburn. No, I don't. I don't think they're going to win the game or anything like that. I think it could be within two to three touchdowns enough for Auburn to cover. And 
Um, I know Alabama's obviously going to try extra hard without Nick Saban there, but I think I'm going to take the 24 in this one, and I think Auburn gives them somewhat of a tough game. Yeah, Auburn is pretty beat up. Uh, both their offensive tackles may be missing this game. Gus Malzahn was kind of vague about it in his press availability the, earlier this week. I would, I'd probably lean Auburn plus the points, but I don't think it's going to be particularly close. All right, I'll tell you what, when we get back, let's take a look at the NFL. We'll give you our pro picks for the games coming up on Sunday, some monster games. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. To Denver, I think they're going to be a little bit more focused in this one. Dolphins still have a good defense. I don't like laying the seven. That's a lot of lumber. But I'm going to do it. I'll take Miami minus seven in this game. Hopefully they just route the Jets. Yeah, last two games have been within one possession for the Jets. Obviously that Monday night game a few weeks ago against the Patriots and, of course, with the Chargers. But Miami is still in position to get into the playoffs, but they need to win, and they certainly need to beat the teams that they're supposed to beat. I'm with you, Arnie. I get it's a lot of points. I don't really care. I think the Dolphins win convincingly. Kansas City and Tampa's the big game. I wouldn't make it one of my top three picks, but, you know, I battle myself. I go round and round. I'm like, do I really want to take Kansas City on the road? And then you're going to give me an unfavorable line, which is three in the hook. It's three and a half. And I'm like, no, I don't think I want it. I'd either stay away, but I think I'm going to go with Tampa in this one. I like the points. I like that it's three and a hook. I think Brady's going to be more focused than he was last week. He's eager to go ahead and get back on track with this team. The Chiefs are good, but they don't. They did show some weaknesses against the Raiders. They don't have the best defense. For those reasons, I think Tampa's able to score. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers in this one. Yeah, last four for the Bucs. Uh, lost to the Rams, dominant win over the Panthers, lost to the Saints, and then, of course, before that, they were winning pretty consistently. They've been up and down since Antonio Brown got there, not saying he's the reason why. Uh, but look, at the end of the day, they're they're battling for playoff position, and I think the big thing for me with the Chiefs, back-to-back road game, you play Sunday night, you have to fly essentially across country to KC. Uh, now you got to fly out and play on Sunday again in Tampa, second straight road game. For that reason, that is why I like, the, I like Tampa Bay to cover as well. You know, one of the big games coming in under the radar, the Titans and the Colts. Titans seven and three, Colts seven and three. Titans with a big overtime victory last week. But man, the Colts at home. I don't like laying the three in this one because I think the Titans could win. But the Colts are so underrated. They're so much better than that we give them credit for. I wish the line was two or two and a half. But so be it. I'm not that smart. Give me the Colts minus the three in this one, Torres. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the Colts being underrated. They are what I think people thought Tampa, uh, Tennessee, excuse me, would be. I've never bought the Ryan Tannehill type. Not saying hype, excuse me. Not saying that Derrick Henry isn't a special, special, special talent. I like Vrabel as the coach. I just don't buy Tannehill. I think in a big division game. Not saying that Philip Rivers goes like vintage Philip Rivers or anything. But I like Indy's run game. I like. I like their defense. I like the overall body of work. I like them to win the game and cover the sun. The Sunday night game: Chicago and Green Bay. Chicago going back to Trubisky, so there may be an extra shot in the arm. Not so sure because I don't trust Trubisky at all. 
Packers lay in nine and a half, so a lot of lumber, but they're back at home. And Aaron Rodgers should feel pretty comfortable. We know the Bears have a good defense. Big rivalry here. Usually don't like to lay that much, but I'll do it again. I'll lay the nine and a half with the Packers. Um, You said the words Mitch Trubisky is back to being the starting quarterback with the Chicago Bears. Uh, That's all I need to know, especially with the Packers coming off a loss. I just don't think this is even competitive. The Packers are obviously running away with the the division. Excuse me, this would essentially unofficially clinch it for them. But they're playing for something bigger. They got something to prove, and they got something to prove, especially coming off the loss last week to Indy. Because of it, I like the Packers to win, cover. Uh, Poor Mitch Trubisky's got no shot. And real quick, I like the Cardinals uh, minus the two against the Patriots. I think they blow them out of the water in this one. I don't disagree. Patriots, the cam experiment was fun while it lasted. Cardinals all the way. All right. Uh, first of all, thanks to Jason Smith and Mike Harmon for letting us fill in. Thanks to Alex, our uh, our director, or whatever the hell they call him, but he did a pretty good job. Thanks to Bursch, our producer, to Sager on the updates. Thanks to my partner, Torres. We're back tomorrow, 11P to 2A Eastern. Jonas next here on Fox Sports Radio. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A A podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? 
facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.